Medicaid funding in the future. In 2025, the measure would tie federal spending on the program to an even slower growth index than the one used in the House bill. That move could prompt states to reduce the size of their Medicaid programs. That provision, a nod to conservative lawmakers led by Senator Patrick J. Toomey, Republican Pennsylvania, risks alienating moderates, including Capito, and Senator Rob Portman, Republican Ohio, who also represents a state that expanded Medicaid under the ACA. Some Republicans worry that such a move would force states to cut services or coverage, potentially leaving millions of low-income people without sufficient health care. The growth rate that is applied to Medicaid spending going forward has major implications, said Senator Susan Collins, Republican Maine. That inflator is critical because it translates into billions of dollars over time, she said. Portman and Capito have also been pushing for the inclusion of a $45 billion fund to treat and prevent opioid addiction. As of early Wednesday afternoon, the opioid money was not included in McConnell's proposal, according to a top GOP senator and Senate aide familiar with the discussions. I don't think there is right now, Senator Finance Committee Chairman Orrin G. Hatch, Republican Utah, said when asked whether the legislation includes a distinct opioid fund. It might have to be considered separately. But Portman and Capito, like all senators, will have a chance to introduce amendments to the bill when it heads to the Senate floor which McConnell said is likely to happen next week. This process will allow senators to draw attention to the causes they have championed and potentially change the final bill. Senators will have an opportunity to offer a virtually unlimited number of amendments, said Senator Lamar Alexander, Republican Tennessee. One of the unanswered questions is whether Democrats will support any efforts to move the bill to the center. Asked this question Wednesday, Senate Minority Leader Charles E. Schumer, New York, declined to show his hand. We're not going to discuss strategy publicly, he said. GOP moderates who are on the fence about whether to support the Obamacare overhaul are likely to be pleased at the bill's approach to insurance subsidies because they would be based on financial need, potentially preserving coverage for more people who got insurance under the ACA. Subsidies are currently available to Americans earning between 100% and 400% of the federal poverty level. Starting in 2020, that threshold would be lowered to 350% under the Senate bill. But anyone below that line could get the subsidies if they're not eligible for Medicaid. That provision, said Larry Levitt, Senior Vice President for Special Initiatives at the Henry J. Kaiser Family Foundation, would be a real benefit to poor people in states that don't expand Medicaid. In a move that will please the healthcare industry, the draft also proposes repealing all the ACA taxes, except for its Cadillac tax, on high-cost health plans in language similar to the House version. Senators had previously toyed with the idea of keeping some of the ACA's taxes. It would also eliminate Medicaid reimbursements for Planned Parenthood for one year. Federal law already prevents taxpayer funding to pay for abortions, except to save the life of a woman or in the case of rape or incest. But some Republicans want to ban all federal funding for Planned Parenthood, which also provides health services such as birth control because their clinics provide abortion services. Like the House measure, the Senate bill would eliminate two central requirements of the current health care law, that individuals provide proof of insurance when filing their annual tax returns, and that companies with 50 or more employees provide health coverage for their workers. In a move that is critical to insurers, the Senate measure would continue to fund for two years cost-sharing subsidies that help 7 million Americans with ACA plans. House Republicans have challenged the legality of the $7 billion in subsidies, which help cover consumers' deductibles and co-pays, in court, and insurers have warned that they will have to increase premiums dramatically next year unless the federal government commits to continuing the payments. McConnell has told Republican senators that he wants to maintain protections for people with pre-existing conditions under the law, 
but it was not clear to some lawmakers Wednesday what that would entail. I haven't seen the draft yet. I like the idea of pre-existing conditions being more firmly clarified, Portman said. Paul criticized GOP leaders for potentially keeping some of the ACA's most expensive regulations, which he says are primary drivers of higher premiums. It may well be that the prices don't come down at all, he said. But the Senate proposal may change rules for waivers that states can file with the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services that could allow them to potentially scale back some of these federal mandates. Outside criticism of the GOP effort has also been mounting. The heads of 10 managed care organizations penned a letter to McConnell and Senate Minority Leader Charles E. Schumer, Democrat New York, this week, saying they were united in our opposition to the Medicaid policies currently being debated by the Senate. While the details of McConnell's proposal are expected to be made public Thursday, much of the focus in recent weeks has been on the process used to draft the bill. Democrats and even some Republicans.